and welcome to the Track Talk podcast. I'm of course joined by Jane Charlotte, but much, much, much more important than than them. We are joined by former Red Bull senior systems engineer. I hope I've got that right, Dan Jury, better known as Engine Mode Eleven Position Five. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And yes, you got that spot on. Get in there, uh, Charlotte and Jay. I did skip over you. How are you guys? Yeah, you didn't sound too too pleased to see us, Dan. Actually, I see you every <laughs> week. I see you. Yeah, every week. yeah, but you know. It's been a while, and Anthony doesn't make the heart grow fonder, but clearly that's not the case with you, sir. Look at us. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm very excited uh, for this podcast today and to be joined by our very special guest. And uh, yeah, I think we should get into it, guys. We should, we should. We are recording this with about two hours to go with the final day of pre-season testing, so we're all, we're all keeping tabs on that. We'll probably shout if something exciting happens, knowing us. But yeah, it's, it's 2022 is a right. Have you got over 2021 yet? Is what I want to know. Because that was quite a big year for your team. Uh, no. I, <laughs> I didn't get over it so much that I decided to leave F1 completely. So. It's true. It's true. That is very true. <laughs> it, had you uh, made that decision before the season? I, I've had the chat with my wife. And we've had it because I've been there six years. And I'd spoken to her before and I said, you know... I don't want to leave until we win the championship because if we, if I left, then we won the year after I'd be gutted. So sort of halfway through the year when it looked good, I said to her, I think this could be it, you know? And uh, yeah, I just sort of made the decision. I thought six years in F1, it's a good run. I want to be home more for my family and kids. Yeah. So yeah, no regrets. That's good. Only memories. As yeah. Ricardo says, um, Obviously, senior systems engineer. What what is it? Like, I don't know exactly what it is. Like, yeah, what it it's involves. it's a glorified way, basically, of saying IT. So, of course, in the modern world, everything runs on you know needs to have IT to 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 run. So, my job specifically was to connect all the systems together. So, basically, like the wind tunnel, the ops room, the track, the the car to the FIA. Basically, if it was shooting data out at any point, I would be involved in making sure that data got to the correct place. So I don't know anything about aero or mechanical grip, um, but I can, you know, I know a lot about uh, sort of the processes and how the team works and things like that. There's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, I don't really think about it until someone asks me then I sort of always sit in and think yeah that is that is probably quite a bit much <laughs> fair enough fair enough so kind of leading on to that how did you get into F1 like what made you want to firstly like what made you fall in love with the sport but then secondly what made you want to do that kind of work within F1 yeah so I got into F1 on pure luck I say I wasn't actively trying to get into F1 um, I actually worked, uh, specialised in investment banking mm. and doing all their data systems. That's for, not what like, I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I know. Everyone's <laughs> always really surprised <laughs> okay. at this. But it's the truth, you know. People think I'm going to sit down and tell them it's a really hard sort of... But like I say, I lucked into it. So, yeah, um, I specialised in investment banking data, specifically all like the pricing systems and things yeah. like that. Um, I never, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to university. You know, I self-taught, did evening classes. Um, and then one day I was sitting at my desk in London and I had a withheld phone call and I don't, I hate answering like withheld numbers, Yeah. but I just, I thought this time I was like, all right, I'll just answer it this time. And it was, um, an agency saying, how do you fancy, you know, going for this position at Red Bull? And I was like, oh, I, I was a fan of F1. I could never see myself being a part of it. But, I mean, as soon as she said Red Bull, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, yeah, I went through the interview process and and uh, got lucky. Wow. Yeah, was it, crazy. Is <laughs> it always Red Bull that you wanted to go for as well? If so, like, if you had to do any other team, was it always Red Bull? Yeah, it was always Red Bull because I, you know, watching them through the Sebastian years, they always seemed like that party team. <laughs> they didn't really take themselves too seriously. And if you follow me on Twitter, then you know I don't really take myself too seriously either. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, no, when it was Red Bull, you know, it was a perfect, perfect match, I think, for both of our attitudes. Oh, that's so awesome. It is. So when you, on your first day, you walk in to the Milton Keynes factory and you see all of these iconic cars, you know, Seb's cars from uh, 2010 to 2013, championship winning cars, you see probably Mr. Horner, Mr. Nui, maybe some of the drivers. Are you just in absolute awe or are you quite chilled? Uh, I think I was in absolute awe probably for the first year, to be perfectly honest. It was it was always a sort of a pinch me moment. Um, but when you first go in for the interview, of course, you have to sit in reception waiting. And then I'm sure you've seen it in pictures. They've got the massive trophy wall. Mm. And you just sort of sit there staring at that thinking, blimey, you know. And then you walk past it every day <laughs> when you go in and it's just, Yeah. So every day you walked into work, you're sort of pinching yourself that you was living this sort of dream to work for one of the biggest Formula yeah. One teams. Yeah, so like I always say it was one of those jobs where I never woke up in the morning and thought, oh, I've got to go to work today. Hmm. And I think that's probably the that's, best praise you can give it, really. Yeah. It's just uh, as good as it gets. I was going to ask, do you have like a a memory so you've been there for you said six years yeah and i mean i know it'd be easy to say Abu Dhabi 2021 <laughs> that would be the easiest one that would be the highlight but is there sort of just one moment even if it's nothing to do with actually raising it could just be in the factory that just sticks out to you that you would tell someone that you know you'd pass on to your grandkids or anyone yeah i think um one of the more amusing memories i have is my first time when I went to winter testing in Barcelona, I uh, had to use the gents. And in the paddock, they're all shared bathrooms with like all the other teams and that. And uh, I went to the bathroom and standing behind me was Adrian Nui and Toto Wolf having a lovely little catch up about what they did over Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I, I can't was just, write that. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to, you know, use the bathroom. I'm like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> That's such a movie scene, isn't it? Yeah. Two people stood at a urinal having a yeah. chat. Because <laughs> I was still quite new then as well. I was like sort of quite starstruck by it. I was like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. <laughs> no, nah, they probably thought, well, who is this idiot? What is he doing? Like, But yeah, that was that's definitely an amusing one. But uh, a more sort of serious memory, I think it's my first engine fire up. Um, that was RB10 because we were in Paul Ricard in 2016, I think it was, for a tyre test with uh, Gasly when he was still in F2, I believe that was. So, yeah, and it was the V8 as well, obviously. So the difference in noise between the V8s and the turbos. and Just, and just a bit. Yeah, you can, like the V8s, you can feel in your chest when they sort of start. That's how loud they are. So, yeah, definitely the woke me up that one <laughs> obviously we just had 2021 I say just it feels like we've just finished um, and we had that title battle you're drinking a monster <gasps> I've just yeah. spotted that day, day one of not being employed by Red Bull I know unbelievable <laughs> we switched straight to Mercedes um, 2021 we had, a, we had a title battle when you turned up at pre-season testing in uh, Bahrain everyone kind of went that's quite a quick car Max stuck it on pole at the first race and everyone went that's a very quick car. But at what point did you sort of think within the team, yeah, we, we've actually done a very, very, very good job? So I, I've testing? always, yeah, I've always been an optimist. So as soon as like testing occurred, and you're seeing all the data come in, and you're just like, yeah, this this looks proper. This looks, uh, this could be it. And then the pole, obviously, like you say, then you think, oh yeah, okay, now we're really cooking. But it was. It was from the like the moment it first turned a wheel, we were all happy with it. We were like, oh, yeah, you know, we think we're well in here. And especially when Mercedes, you know, they had their fair share of issues. So it was like, okay. Yeah. They kind of, they, Mercedes have never been great at testing. Like, I don't, I don't like saying that, but they've always kind of turned up and everyone's kind of gone, oh, is this the year they mess up? And they never have. So that must have been in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the thing I've always impressed me with Mercedes is the lap count they do out of like the first day they're pumping out 140 laps or something on the first day 
mm. which is always a testament to how hard they've worked. You know, they can just hit the ground running and you know, it's Mercedes, you know. They've won eight in a row for a reason, so... Yeah. Fair enough. And obviously, besides Abu Dhabi, what do you think was the most memorable race for you within your six years at Red Bull? Uh, the first win with Honda, I think, because of how much it meant Good to them as as well as us. Was that was that when was that? Was that Brazil? Austria? No, Austria. it was Austria, wasn't it? Twenty nineteen, I think it was. You're going to make me check now. I'm I pretty sure it was Austria pointing, 2019. I can't think of his name, but he was pointing at the Honda badge on his shirt. I remember that. I just can't think. Yeah, I can't think where myself. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, like a marketing's dream. That was that image of Max pointing to the Honda logo. But, um, yeah, the Honda guys were so sweet. You know, they, they didn't speak very good English, but they were dedicated. You know, they were always there all hours. Um, you can tell it really meant a lot to them, especially after the trouble they'd have in the McLaren years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was Austria, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was good for us, and it was good for them, and it was it was nice to share that with them. So yeah. Is there? Uh, sorry, oh, just no, really sorry. quickly, Jay. Come before I, before you go, um, was it made more special by the fact that that was essentially Max's home race at that point before we had Zambor, and that was kind of where he had. A large following, as well as uh, Belgium. Did that, did that yeah, yeah, yeah. To to win at the Red Bull ring in a Red Bull car is, is like I say, it's a marketing dream. Um, and we take great pride in that. So, yeah. Is there a difference? Because he was there for six years and only the final year was the car actually competitive and able to win a championship. Is there a difference in terms of like at the factory, in terms of, the atmosphere, the way people work, the, the, do you work longer hours last year compared to previous years or is it sort of relatively the same? No. So to be honest, my role, I could just do a nine to five Monday to Friday and the odd weekend and whatnot. So for me personally, it wasn't really a great change in workload, um, but I'm sure aero and places like that were probably like slammed throughout the year trying to get it across mm. the line so yeah but uh in terms of atmosphere i think there were certainly more smiles as sort of the year went on um i think you know when brazil happened i think we all thought oh my god you know we're gonna lose it after all this mm. but you know a controversial win but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. That's where I was going. What do you think about Abu Dhabi? Now, that is a very hard question, and I'm very sorry. I think Max deserved it, but then so did Lewis, you know? So if either one of them won, I think, you know, either one of them deserved it. In terms of the way it was run, you know, it was um, embarrassing for the FIA. Um yeah, I mean, Massey has, it's not his first mistake. Um, I was pretty critical about him on Twitter when the uh, Baku tyre blowout happened. You know, I think it was, what, nearly two minutes before we got a red flag for that? When, yeah. you know, I would have liked to have seen that a lot sooner. So, you know, it's just, it's... A mistake like I say but he's done them before and unfortunately this time it's the repercussions of you know lost Lewis a championship yeah so you know it's a, it, I can understand the anger um you know I think as a neutral if I was a neutral at the time I'd be pretty miffed off about it um so yeah you know that's basically what we all said to be fair we were all yeah. like Max deserved the win, but the circumstances are just so unfortunate and it's always going to be in the back of everyone's minds. Yeah, it would be criminal if that's the only championship that Max wins now. I'd like to I see him go... No, I really hope it isn't because if that's the only championship he wins and it was won in those circumstances, I think that's a real disservice to Max and his mm. ability. Yeah. yeah. I'd say following on, obviously, what amazing season. And there was that 
intense rivalry between Hamilton and Verstappen, like you were saying. As someone who worked for Red Bull, was that rivalry felt in in the factory or was it just, you know, you, you're going to work Monday to Friday? Or, or was there a strong disdain for Mercedes? Did you see a Mercedes on the street and think, oh, no, no <laughs> look at that? Or was it just like a, a regular job? No, I think, you know, it's... In the media, they end up sort of being a bit of a pantomime villain, you know, Christian and Toto bickering like children and things like that. But in in the background, you know, I think everyone at Red Bull, especially, you know, certainly me, has a great respect to Mercedes and Lewis for everything they've achieved. You know, they've been the team to beat for eight years um, and you don't do that on luck. You know, that's it's a testament to their hard work their engineering skills and the talent of Lewis Hamilton, you know, yeah, I, I like to, uh, you know, post uh, memes and whatnot on my Twitter, ribbing all the Lewis Hamilton fans and things like that. But, you know, if you ask me straight, I say, no, Lewis is easily in my eyes, the greatest driver out there. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's a mutual respect. I'd say even when you're in the pit lane and that, you know, the other engineers and, the other teams, you'll sort of give yourself a little nod to each other as you walk past as a sort of, you know, respectful hello sort of thing. So, yeah, no, it was, wasn't wasn't like the media portrayed it. So is there quite like a big camaraderie in the pit lane between all of the teams? You're all sort of like a, a big travelling family rather than rivals. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you share the same hotels, you share the same flights. Um. I one of one of my return trips from Barcelona once I ended up sitting next to Gunther Steiner ah. on the way back to England, which was a bit surreal. Yeah, I know, a bit random, but like you say, you're all hanging out with each other at the airport because you're all going back to the UK on the same flight. So yeah, there is, you know, like you say, it's a sense of it's a one big family, but you know, only only one team's gonna win it sadly, but yeah, everyone's in it together. Just to jump in on that really quickly, just before Charlotte goes. Um, so there was a time at the end of last season, it was either Saudi or Abu Dhabi, where when the team comes in for his pit stop and someone just moves the sort of wires out of the way from the team that's next to the other pit lane, and there was a really big point made of the mechanic just standing there and kind of getting in the way, so to speak. Was that actually what they were doing? Was it mind games or was that just massively overplayed? Uh, no, I think it was just overplayed, to be honest. Um, you know... The guy usually stands there as as almost like a sort of marker for the other team to sort of, you know, know that that's where the airlines are. You know, the majority of the time you pull them out of the way because you don't want anyone to hit them because it's going to mess up your pit gantry. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think... It was Twitter being Twitter, was it? Yeah, people shouldn't deep <laughs> things like that. But like you say, it's Twitter, isn't it? Everyone micro analyzes every little thing so fair enough fair enough just very quickly i'm very intrigued if you had to work for another formula one team besides red bull if you had to go back <laughs> what team would you like like what team would you like to work for okay so i'd like to work for ferrari nice because I think everyone, like everyone's a Ferrari fan, they just not everyone admits it, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah. Well, it made me think of Seb's uh, quote once when he said that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think there is, you know, a lot of prestige behind that badge, even if they've not quite been there the last few years, but a lot of history there. So yeah, to, uh, I I did nearly end up going to Mercedes though. I was I was oh, tapped right. up, yeah. When when they heard I was leaving, I did get a couple of messages saying, "Oh, would you like to have a chat and see what we That's can a do?" Bad story. Yeah, and I was like, "No, I can't. I'm done with F1. I can't." Oh my goodness. And it it involved me having to move my family and yeah. that, and I was like, "No, I can't do that." But it, Twitter mad, would have gone into will. an absolute meltdown if I just said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to uh, Mercedes <laughs> now." Because all yeah. I've done, like like you say, for the last four years or whatever it is, all I've done on Twitter is just antagonise 
all the Mercedes fans. Can I say? Can I keep that in? Can can we can we say? Yeah, that? no, you, okay. you. Yeah, sure. I don't think <laughs> just... you know. It's not a secret <laughs> or anything. So. Oh, well, that's that's mad. That I didn't imagine. Imagine the scenes. Uh, did Mercedes know about your Twitter? <laughs> Have they seen that? Uh, well, <laughs> if they're if they've been messaging me, asking me, uh, then no, they clearly don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, moving on to some things that people from Twitter have said. Who is the Red Bull driver that you humanely like the most? So I'm guessing like your favourite driver in terms of personality. Um, what a question that is. Yeah, and it's a, it's a hard one as well because I'll say, you know, there's, ne- there's not been a single driver for Red Bull that I've met that I've fought or I've left thinking of negatively about the interaction if you know what i mean that's nice um i think the one that probably surprises people the most would probably be max i think people you know don't uh, know that he's very personable he is very um not timid um shy perhaps maybe when it comes to the media he's he's not like, i think he said he's not a fan of it um but yeah, every time you see him at the shakedown or whatever, the first time of the year, he's asking how your family are, how was your Christmas, things like that. You know, just talking to you like your mates down the pub or whatever. So yeah, yeah. How much time do you actually get to spend with the drivers? So I'm sorry, Charlotte. Just That's like, fine. do you get to ask, do you get like many chats with them throughout the year, or is this sort of like a hello, just wave at them as they walk through the factory? Yeah. So my role. Um, there wasn't too much interaction with them. Um, you know, the guys that work in the simulator and things like that obviously would see them a lot more. Um, but my my usual interactions with them were always sort of uh, at the shakedown because I was always there for the shakedown and for the winter test. And then whenever you sort of bumped into them in the corridor at Milton Keynes. Ooh. That's nice to be fair that they they just you know I know this is gonna sound really stupid but they just treated you like a normal human. Like, obviously yeah. they should, but some people would picture it differently. Yeah, it is like you say. I think some people may think that uh, there's a lot of arrogance around drivers, but I've never found that with any of the ones that I've bumped into. So yeah, good, good, good. I suppose the big one really coming up next: why engine mode eleven position five? People are dying um, to know this. Yeah, so that was a radio message that went out. I think that was the 29 Austrian Grand Prix, the first Honda win. I think Honda came over the radio and said, you know, stick it into engine mode 11, position 5, which is kind of like basically a, a higher power mode back when you were allowed to do that. And uh, obviously won the race. And uh, it sort of became like a Honda... Uh, meme as it were sort of between us all and I ended up getting Honda actually did in Japan they released a shirt with it written on it and then like a blueprint of the um, Honda engine for that year so then Honda Racing the Twitter account followed me on on Twitter and they they DM'd me said oh do you want one of these shirts (laughs) and then it just sort of built from there and then the name just sort of stuck so yeah That's, that's a Honda thing yeah Fair enough, fair enough. And you just just stuck with it ever since. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It's F1 related, so I just stuck with it. <laughs> fair, enough, um, fair enough. Another one we have is, what team did you support growing up? Well, this is where I have to sort of admit now that when I was growing up, I was actually more of a sort of world endurance fan. Mm. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get loads of flack for this, but I actually thought everyone was quite boring. Oh, which I know sounds rich when I say I was a fan of endurance. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but <actually. laughs> yeah, but for some reason there was something about the endurance, like having a car do the 24-hour Le Mans, that really impressed me. And I was sort of one of those people that thought, oh, any old car can do 60 laps at an F1 track. What's so you know? What's the big deal about it? Um, but then. Then I moved sort of into F1 when we had the Jensen Button and the Braun. And I thought that was a, you know, a wicked story. I loved that. Um, and then I sort of followed it from there with like Sebastian and that. 
and then 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 I appreciated it more. But yeah, it's mad though that like you watch it on the TV, you watch like Seb, and then you would just walk in the same corridor that Seb walked every day. Yeah, yeah. So I watched um, obviously watching him win his championships. And then if you now go look on my Twitter profile photo, it's actually me holding his driver's champ, uh, trophy. Ah, I was wondering what trophy that was. Yeah, that's his um, driver's championship trophy. So there was, um, during the two-week shutdown, they, you know, the FIA mandated shutdown, I actually still have to work for that because it's the only time that my department, IT, get to do any sort of upgrades or things like that without disturbing um the factory so i was walking past the cabinet one day and they had it out for cleaning and i thought <laughs> well if you don't ask you don't get so i very i very cheekily said can i have a photo of me holding it quickly and they're like oh yeah all right go on then quickly so yeah i got a quick photo of me holding it and i thought yeah that's cool one for the one for the album in the yeah future. yeah yeah i don't not many people can say they've held an f1 championship trophy yeah, it's true. But I, it's yeah, true. I'm the second person from Stevenage that has held it. So there you go. <laughs> that is, that is true. <laughs> that is true. The other one, oh, oh god, it's a little bit more famous, maybe. Yeah, yeah, famous. yeah. It's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah, it's a matter of opinion. Uh, you've seen, one. you've seen Twitter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, someone asked, "How was your working day at Red Bull?" So I'm guessing sort of an average day. Like, take us to an average day at the factory. Yeah, so an average day. Um, Sorry, my Siri just turned on. That I was did, what yeah, that background noise that, was. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. You're gonna have to edit that one out, are you? <laughs> nah, that can stay. No, you just keep that one in. Okay, okay. Um, an average day. I don't really think there was an average day, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, if if an event is going on, I would be assisting remotely. Um, for the setup and the Friday practice sessions and whatnot. Um, if it's during car build over the winter, you know, again, it's supporting that. Um, but the majority of my work, you could get away with doing like a nine to five. There wasn't really many antisocial hours for me unless, you know, it was critical or there was an issue. Um, so, yeah, no, it wasn't too bad, to be honest. It was like it was a normal job in a very unnormal place let's say <laughs> i think i think it's a good way of putting it i think it's a good way of putting it so on sundays when the race was on were you just sort of watching that on your sofa yeah huh. yeah yeah Should can you hear right. my dogs in the background <laughs> yeah okay you have to you might have to edit that one out they're getting very <laughs> excited i think because my wife and children are home from school oh is that what it is okay yeah. let's what dogs have you got uh jack russell and a lurcher. Oh, yeah. Don't you say, oh, you can have them if you're going to say, oh. <laughs> I bet the lurcher's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really bark either. He howls. It's the oh. weirdest thing. I don't know if he's going to do it, but he will, like, no, he's calmed down now. But sometimes I think the neighbours must think I'm like, swinging him around the room or something it's just the way he goes off sometimes it's like Aah. it's like geez louise fair enough um, fair enough guy i forgot what the question was now i don't even that. know if i asked one did i even yeah. ask did we, what we were talking about oh, i've forgotten now did i, I say did. something i don't know jay go on fire oh, away whatever okay. well, <laughs> i mean i was sort of saying about your online presence how yeah. did you ever intend was you on Twitter and think, you know, I'm going to grow my profile, or did you kind of just fall into it and people started engaging with your with your tweets? Um, I luck, you know, again, like my career, I lucked into it. To be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, I had a Twitter account that was doing nothing for a long time. Um, I saw F1 Twitter, Twitter was a thing, um, so I thought, okay, you know, I'll uh, I won't take myself too seriously. But I'll just, you know, I'll start posting and whatnot. And then it just sort of grew and snowballed. And then it became almost like had a life of its own, almost, you know. Yeah. People in the corridors at work who I'd never spoken to before would sort of laugh and say, Oh, I saw your Twitter post like last night, that's hilarious or whatever. Yeah, it was um, just Max Verstappen walked down the corridor and said, Oh, I found that quite funny. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have I have not had a interaction <laughs> with a driver yet, which is probably a good thing. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then some days I'd walk past HR and they'd all just look at me and shake their heads through the window <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, it was it was quite amusing. I think you... it's good though. Like yeah, it makes Red Bull realise that. Uh, sorry, fans realise that you know no one takes himself too seriously in an F1 team. Yeah, you know, I I was as much as a fan of the sport as I was an employee. You know, do you feel like a a sense of responsibility now? Now that you've got twenty two, twenty three thousand followers on Twitter, that obviously people care a lot about your opinion on sort of uh, recent events in Formula One. Is there a responsibility to be entertaining and humorous online, or is it just a hobby still for you? I mean, it's still. I only ever seen it as a hobby. Um, you know, there are times where I'll tweet like I'm still tweeting, like I've got 500 followers, you know, and then I'm sure like you guys have all experienced, then you'll end up, you know, causing a riot in the comments or whatnot because of something you've done. It's like, oh yeah, I've got to, I've got to remember there's like 20,000 people following me now. You can't win sometimes. You can't no, win. no. And then it sort of became, a. I don't know if problem's the right word, but there were some instances where I would tweet something and then because of that large following, some journalists would pick up on it and then would try and run something with it or or something like that, um, which is when HR or marketing would sort of say, you know, you've got to remember, you've got journalists following you, just rein it in a little bit. It's like, okay, okay. So, yeah, there were times where it was a little bit. So there was a point that the HR at Red Bull said, okay, hang on, slow down. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. So there was um, a tweet I put out about the, uh, what was the yellow flag in qualifying? Was it in Jeddah? Or I think it was in Jeddah where Max went through a yellow flag in qualifying. Oh, was it? I think it, it was, it was either... Few. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Not and just Max. Just no, for everyone. but they went through it and then the light board didn't. I think the light board was oh, lit. Was it Do you Qatar? remember this? Oh, maybe it was Qatar, yeah. Because yeah. I Jay think Bottas did the same as well. Yeah. And they, and oh, they've got is this? Yes. They've got penalties. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuming. So I, they were, I was looking for your regulations just because I wanted to understand what takes precedence, a flag or a light board. And I think yeah. that was sort of the argument that was happening yeah, at the time, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Because I think was it the light board was green, but there was a yellow flag at the same time. Yeah. Or something like that. And then um, I posted like a sort of comment and a screenshot of the regulations that said, I think, like the light board takes precedence or something. And then it, the tweet was something like, hold on, lads, I think we've got a way out of this. So I don't know who it was, but apparently a journalist took that, printed it out and then presented it to Christian and asked him, is this Red Bull's official stance on it? Oh. And of course, I just tweeted it out as like a sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of joke. Yeah. And then, of course, I get an email from you know people at Red Bull saying like, "What, what have you done?" Oh, <laughs> or thing, you know. No. And it's like, oh, for God's sake! So yeah, there was a point where I had to sort of rein it in a little bit because yeah, people, you know, journal journalists and things like that were following me and just sort of trying to take it a bit too far, as it were. So it's crazy. It is weird. It is weird. Mad. Uh, someone wants to know when you're visiting the Netherlands. When are you visiting the Netherlands? Um, I think July. Mm. Maybe July, because I think there's... I don't know if you guys are into streaming. But I think TwitchCon, I think, oh, is right, over yeah, yeah. in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's cool. in Amsterdam this year. I tried doing some streaming and honestly, as you can tell from my monotone voice, I think it just turned into an accidental <laughs> ASMR stream. <laughs> started like chewing crisps really loudly. Yeah, at the same yeah. Time people were just like, you're playing in. Formula One, but you're just putting us all to sleep. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Fine, whatever. That's fair enough. I suppose, you know, it, it, it works. Maybe not for what you intended. Yeah. It works. Um, all right, there are, I've got quite a few sort of quickfire, one-word answer questions. I'm just going to reel them all out, uh, and then we'll see what you say to them. Some are F1 related, some aren't. Um, so, wet or dry race? Wet. Ferrari or McLaren? 
Ferrari. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, absolutely not. Ugh. Milk or dark chocolate? Milk. Lewis or Max? <laughs> oh. Max. Funny that. Uh, Favourite food? Oof. Uh, pizza. Uh, best without pineapple though. Best yeah. friend at Red Bull, if you had to pick one, if you have. Oh, Turbo. He'll know who he is. Okay. <laughs> we're all like. <laughs> okay, we're all like. Eh? Um, in one word, describe your feelings when Max crossed the line in Abu Dhabi. Or a elation. Good word. Uh, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Good choice. Gasly or Norris? Gasly. Bottas or Perez? Perez. Fuming. Favourite football team? The mighty Stevenage Football Club. Favourite circuit? Uh, Suzuka. Oh, what a choice. Um, Who do you think will be the 2022 world champion? Carlos Sainz. Sorry, pause in there. He agrees with us. He agrees with us. That is my bold prediction for the season. (laughs) Jay's backed me up here as well. That's my spicy take. Charlotte laughed at me. It wouldn't surprise me. He's such a good, such a good driver. Well, I, I've heard Charlotte's predictions, and was oh. it she predicted McLaren oh, no. to be right up there, but none of their drivers in the top five. So I was right. very impressed with that. <laughs> right, hold She's on. She's been outed. She's been outed. I know. I didn't have logic with it. I understand. <laughs> I didn't realise she'd listen. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. It's fine. Just, just run with it. Listen, <laughs> you've made your prediction. Stick by it. I respect I mean, that. I put you know Max fifth. I saw so. it. I saw it as like individual things. I didn't yeah. think of it as a whole picture. Combining it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the vibe. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, that's made my day. That is. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me, dearie me. Uh, twenty twenty two testing started. What have you made of it so far? Um, I think Alpine may be in a little bit of trouble in terms of reliability. Um, but I think they've said that themselves, haven't they? I think they've said they're focused more on performance and reliability. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, I think Ferrari looks strong. Um, I love their concept with the side pods. Mm, yeah, um, it's like O'Rouge. Yeah, but did you know that's not actually a new idea? So if you go, I don't know if you can find it, but if you look in the 2019 technical regulations for... The, I think back then it was going to be the 2021 regulations. The design that Ferrari have got is actually referenced in a picture in there. Ah, so other teams could have seen it? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. The Oru side pods. Yeah, I don't think layers. it's an exact, like, an exact picture of it, but it's very similar in that it goes, again, people probably can't see this because I'm on a camera, but it like that sort of shape. It's actually so it referenced. in. Yeah, it's actually referenced in the technical regulations as an acceptable design or something like that. Oh. So I again, I'd love to say I found that, but I didn't. So I just saw that on Twitter. So that's interesting though that no other team. I can't. I can't find it. I'm just scrolling through pages and pages. But it's interesting that no other team did it. No, I. You know, I think it's. I like it from what limited aero knowledge I do have. I think it's you know a legit concept. Um. I like Williams with their little hole they've done in the side pod. If you've seen that, I think mm. that's a clever little idea. Um, very surprised. Well, not surprised, but impressed with how developed the Haas looks. A lot of um, people are saying that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard things about the chassis being the most developed and things like that. Yeah, there's like lots of little bits on it. You feel the very trick <laughs> and you sort of think, oh, you know, for considering where they were last year, but you know, they did say they wrote off last year for this year. Yeah, they made that quite clear. Yeah, so I think Aston Martin, where did they finish last year? I can't remember now. P7, weren't they? Okay. I think it was Alpine, AlphaTauri, Aston Martin, wasn't it? I'll give you my super hot take that's so hot we can't handle it. I'm saying Aston last this year. Whoa, that's hot. Whoa. That's hot. I that said Alpine and I thought that was spicy and you've just mm. gone Aston. Yeah. Why? Again, it's the first week of testing. We shouldn't deep it, but <laughs> there's not, again, you know, from discussions I've had with people, what's on that car doesn't really impress many people. Oh dear. 
Um, but we'll see. You know, they might turn up at the second test and it might look completely different. I expect a lot of cars, what we've seen this week, are going to look completely different in Bahrain. Mm. You know, I think uh, Red Bull have already said they're going to bring a completely new package. I think someone's hinted that Mercedes are going to do like a B-spec trick again like they did the other year. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, hot, spicy take. I'm going with Aston last. Aston that last. is hot, to be fair. That yeah. is very hot. Did... Last. Go on, go on, Jay. Go on. No, please. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask, <laughs> do, do, do you think that this year you'll be able to enjoy Formula One more because you won't have that attachment to it? Um, so there was definitely a period over Christmas and like the new year where I, I, you know, I sat down I spoke with a few friends and then I just said to them, I really couldn't care less about F1 right now. But, you know, I think a lot of that was driven by the constant sort of negativity around the way the season ended. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now seeing all the new cars for this year and all the various different design concepts, it has sort of brought me back into it, you know. So I will definitely watch it. I'll definitely keep an eye on it. Um, obviously, hoping and praying that my uh, colleagues at Red Bull secure the bag, as I like to call it. Um, but I fancy, I do fancy Ferrari this year. You know, I think uh, I've been impressed so far with what I've seen. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably be completely wrong and Aston Martin will win the whole thing. But Imagine. This is, what, <laughs> this is what I was going to say. So back to Aston quickly. When you said they come last, do you think it'll be close or do you think it'll be like Haas last? As no, in, I think you know, it'll be close. I don't think, think it'll be close. I don't think there'll be any team this year that scores zero points. Um, I think everyone's in with a shout. I think the sort of midfield and back markers will sort of blend into one big midfield. As they all sort of, you know, That'd go through nice. the year. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. But I just think Aston will probably, I don't know. I, again, I'm just basing it on vibes. I'm not going to sit here and say I've got some. No source. No, vibes. no source, just vibes, <laughs> you know. Um, but we'll see. I'll probably be massively wrong. And you can invite me back on at the end of the year and just say, what are you talking <laughs> about? And I'd be like, well. <laughs> well, the, the Charlotte's bold prediction was has score points, which Honestly, I didn't think was very bold. Right. Can we but... just stop? <laughs> I'll, I'm going to back you up there. I'll back you up. Thank you. And, You're uh, my favourite, Dan. Yeah, we'll add some more Cheers. spice to that. Not and I'll you, say... <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll make it more spicy and we'll say they'll finish above sixth. Sixth or above. Above sixth. Mm, sixth or above. Just, we'll I go just, with that. I just don't like their lineup. I mean, Mazepin oh. might not even be in the car come Bahrain, but, yeah. you know, <sighs> Schumacher. What's, what's the fun in taking knowledgeable and yeah. sourced <laughs> opinions? Do you know what? Just throw it out there and see what sticks. In previous podcasts, I've said watch out for Haas. I've said we could see them being the constructing winning team. You just don't know. You just don't know. You did well, say that, I but mean, then Charlotte, there's spicy, and then there's <laughs> spicy. All right, we need yeah. to. See, you know... I get, I get. Hang, hang I get on, hang on, absolutely hang on. slated for not enough, and now I'm wait, getting wait, slated for too wait much. Wait a second. You said it. <laughs> Who did you put tenth in your constructors' predictions? Haas, because I took exactly. it seriously. I so took you it don't back them that much. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. I don't um, think they'll finish last. Interesting. Uh, who do you think? Oh, yeah. Aston, yeah, of course. Yeah. Aston Martin. I was just about to say, who do you think? Aston. Um, we did touch on it, and obviously it's a very current situation at the moment. We'll touch on it more in future podcasts. But the whole situation with Russia and Ukraine, and obviously Haas being a very, they're not a Russian team, but a team heavily backed by sort of Russian yeah. company at the moment, with Yurel Kali and Mazepin and that family. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, so, you know, what we've seen today is obviously Haas have removed all the branding off their trucks and the mm -hmm. car. Um, they seem to think that, well, they've said they can continue the rest of the year without them as a sponsor. Um, I think we will lose them. In term, not Haas, but the actual... The, was it? I can't. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. I say Ukrali or something. Yeah, whoever they are. I'm not yeah. too sure. I think that's the last we're going to see of them. 
um, just because of all these sanctions and whatnot that are making it too difficult for them to actually uh, give that sponsorship money to Haas, yeah. which I also think is going to have a knock-on effect with um, Mazepin. You know, he's a pay driver at the end of the day, and if that pay disappears, then... Do you think you know, we'll lose him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Unless he's paid everything up front, which I would be surprised because usually I think with pay drivers, it's spread out throughout the year as a payment. Um, what? I don't know. Is it possible for him to just sort of say, I want to stay, here's my money to stay this year? Is that is that possible? I don't, I don't know. I mean, money's money, isn't it? Let's be real. Um, Especially for Haas, who... Yeah, exactly. Have... I mean, they say they don't need it, but... You know, I don't know. We'll see. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone before the first race. What, what do you would you feel bad for him? Like what? Um, I would in a way a because I don't stigma, think. But... Yeah, but it's not necessarily his fault. What's going on? You know, um, it would be very. It'd just be very unlucky for him, really. You know, arguably. There's plenty of other people out there that deserve to be on the grid more than him. Um, but to lose it in that way would be unfortunate. But we've seen it plenty of times before with other pay drivers. I mean, Maldonado, when the uh, Venezuelan money disappeared, he disappeared. So it's just one of those things, sadly. Who who do you want to see in if he's out? Obviously, there's there's so many that could replace oh. him. I could probably name six just on the spot. But who, yeah, who do you want to see? Would I like to see as his replacement. Uh, let's bring Nico Rosberg back for the Bants. Wow. Well, nice. Okay then. Fair I mean, there's zero percent chance of it. Zero percent chance of it happening. But like I say, you know, I thought you were going to say Hulkenberg, down, and then you Hul- said Rosberg after no, the Nico. I'd say uh, Hulkenberg's overrated. He always has been. Oh, he's lovely though. You can address all your hate to at Engine Mode Eleven on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, no, I, someone's started the rumor that we might see uh, Geo back in that seat. Geo, he was it. good. He was good though towards the end of last season, wasn't he? Yeah, but I the thing with him is that again, I, I don't mean to dunk on the drivers like this, but he he was just so in the background. And then he had like, I said that. when his seat was at risk, then all of a sudden he put in a few good races. It's like, well, why didn't you do that from the beginning? Wait, I'm sure you and Charlotte are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> you're you're just saying the same thing she would say. She said probably what, like during the summer break last year or around yeah, like Zandvoort really time? Yeah, forgettable. Yeah, that was the And then you word. regretted it. Oh yeah. Because then he no, because then I felt a bit bad, and then he all of a sudden was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get in Q3 and like finish P8 and stuff like that, and I was yeah. like. Oh, why have you waited what two or three years or whatever to do that now? Where was that energy earlier? So I don't know. I'm just glad it's not just me. No, it's not just you. It's not just you. Any chance of seeing him get the drive full time? Uh, He's their reserve driver at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Is he in any other series this year? I'm useless at this. Is he doing F2 or F3? I know Enzo. Enzo is. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, if he's not doing it. anything else, why not? But then they could put Ilot in. I don't know what Ilot. What's Ilot doing this year? IndyCar. Ah. But you've got to surely you to cancel his IndyCar contract if he gets off. Robert. To what about Robert? Schwartzman. Mr. Schwartzman. So what, many choices. What about that um, chap yeah. from um, Formula E, the, the um, Formula E world champion? Oh, he's pretty yeah. decent. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Nick go on, Jay. No, oh, I mean. Debris. In a Haas. Yeah, I, I know, but Albon, Albon's in a Williams, and you know that's a Merc. It's a Merc True. seat. Not in, anymore. Well, it was it was a Merc seat, and that's being used by a Red Bull driver. So why not put a Merc driver in a Ferrari? Yeah, I'll say it's a Ferrari. We'll seat. put another Red Bull driver in because slowly but surely we are taking over the grid. You've yeah. got a lot. True. Yeah, you've yeah. got a lot. When you watch Formula Two, and it's just loads of Red Bull livery cars. That's it. Listen, you can't lose a race if all your cars are Red Bull. Yeah, true. <laughs> very, very good point. Very good point. I'd love to see Ilot in it because he is from literally 10 minutes down the road from where I live. Well, not anymore, but that's where he was. He went to school where I live. Um, he's, just, he's just mucking about in Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 
I can't I can't see it happening. I don't know. I don't know. It's so tricky because it's so harsh on Mazepin, but he doesn't help himself. Yeah, well, shall I put something controversial into the universe? Go on. So then. you can say that it's it's unlucky that Mazepin might lose his seat because of a conflict that has nothing to do with it. But isn't he not just fortunate to have the seat in the first place because he had a lot more money than Eilat Schwarzman yeah. and everyone else? Yeah, that's a very fair point. I mean, I know we don't really do logic on this podcast, but no. I'll just try and provide some. <laughs> no, it's, it's nervous. That's a perfectly valid point. You know, he was fortunate to get it. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's ever been a race where I've watched and I thought Mazepin has driven it like he deserved that seat. Um, Club Corner at Silverstone. Great move on Schumacher. Uh, That's I the only that thing. Dan loves that move. I saw it. I was there and I looked to my left and there he was. And I was just like, oh my God, Lewis Hamilton in the... No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> he, showed, he showed glimpses, but I think no matter how he got his seat, losing it in this way is pretty harsh. Uh, the Russian Grand Prix as well. is right twice a day, Dan. That's true. That's true. The Russian Grand Prix being gone, I think that's good. And it's good that how swiftly they've done it as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there's a bit of... Um, Ambiguity in the wording, though, isn't there? Oh, it's yeah. ambiguous. It's there like was... watching the situation. It's postponed rather than cancelled. I saw but... a tweet as well from Jenny Gal. Yes, saying... I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah saying that she has spoken to people and they said, no, 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 no it is cancelled. Um, mm. Good. I Go mean, ahead. I'm not going to cry over the loss of Sochi. Um, well. I think I'd rather watch paint dry. Last year was good. Last year was amazing. Last year was great. And it's the only place that Bottas is... Well, it's the place that he's good at. Oh, sorry. However, yeah. yeah, (laughs) All of that's put aside when it comes to something like this, obviously. So... Where? Bottas Stan podcast. Well... That's just Dan. I'm not even sure I can call it that. It's just me trying to sail the ship. He's on his own. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Where? He's a great guy. Oh, quick question for everyone. If Russia is actually gone... Where would you like to see replace it, if anywhere? Maybe we'd go twenty-two again. South Africa. Oh, I mean, oh. grade two though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it would never happen. A grade but two. I, we need to go there. I say we. I like I'm still part of the circus, <laughs> but you know, F1 I needs say to. We sometimes. Yeah, F1 we... needs to get on that continent, yeah, or at no, least in that I, part. I you know, would it be Turkey though? Let's be realistic. Yeah, probably will be yeah. Turkey. I reckon it'll be who Turkey. Won, who won at Turkey last year? Oh my god, Dan, stop. Oh, I don't know, know. Some, some mid driver, I think, wasn't it? I don't know, but that's all we got time for. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'd quite like to be in Malaysia. May love it. I, I was thinking that because isn't it? It's a it's a triple header, and it was was it Russia, Singapore, Japan? I might have got that wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a triple header: Russia, Singapore, Japan. So it was Singapore. Yes. Or, or it was like Malaysia, Singapore, Japan. That kind of makes sense geographically. You are correct. Yeah. It was Russia, Singapore, Japan. Like a little Far Eastern triple header. That'd be nice. Or China. I, I wouldn't even mind China being there if, if they're allowed to do it with, with all the COVID out there. I wouldn't mind seeing China in like a little late season slot rather than early on. Do you like the China circuit then? Do you know what? I think it gets a bit of a bad rep. I don't mind it at all. Do you know what? Mm. I, I'm, oh, I'm guessing not... you disagree, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're all entitled to our opinions, no matter how wrong they are. <laughs> Nothing Preach. good ever started with... I feel, I feel like that's definitely <laughs> aimed, I don't know who it's at. <laughs> well, what's your beef with China? It's dull. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, see, I, I haven't had that. I that, do remember that luxury. That. Yeah, <laughs> that luxury has been like... It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. I saw a quote from Rich Tomlinson that works at Rebel, and he said that he hates going there just because there's nothing to do. Yeah, it is. I remember that. It's dire. Isn't that like Turkey? Isn't Turkey in the middle of nowhere, even though it's called Istanbul? I've never been, so I couldn't say. Uh, see, there you go. Great circuit, great circuit. Uh, which race are you most looking forward to? Silverstone. What an answer. I'll say and I why? said Silverstone. <laughs> because I have to, because I'm British, I have to say that. Um, but actually, you know what I am most looking forward to is Monaco. Because I want to see what difference these regulations make. Can't get Monaco. Worse. I like that. I like that. That's a good. I don't think it's going to 
make a huge amount of difference. I think the biggest issue these cars have at Monaco is size and weight. Yeah. And, you know, they've increased their weight for this year. So I'm not expecting much at Monaco, but I am interested to see what happens. I mean, it was awful last year. The highlight was a replay that went wrong. That's how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. I, I think yeah, <laughs> the only memorable races we've had at Monaco is because Bottas's wheel refused to come off. We messed up Danny Rick's pit stop. Oh, uh, you know, things like that. That mood after that in the factory must have been bad. Well, to make it even better for Danny, I actually bought a 118 scale model of the Monaco car that he had and got him to sign it. And it just says second place on it. it and he took it like it. a champ. Yeah, he took <laughs> it like a champ. He saw the funny side of it. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. yeah. If, if there's one driver on the grid, you could start take the yeah. mickey out of it. it would be Ricardo, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine that was Kimi Raikkonen? <laughs> <laughs> He got his redemption, though. He did, yeah. Good job. I was going to say, out of interest, what is your favourite livery so far this year? Obviously, we haven't got Alpha yet, but we'll count that in at the moment. Yeah, and I will say Alpha's test livery and the uh, um, clothing and things they've released oh, for it. So yeah. Nice. Very impressed. Cost an think... arm and a leg, but. You know, obviously, um, Red Bull's the best because they paid my salary for six years. Um, I think if Ferrari did a gloss red rather than a matte, then I think we'd be on to a massive winner. Facts. Facts. That would be nice. Aston Martin have finally used the correct shade of green. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wasn't... A lot of people love the Alpine blue and pink, but I was... I was a bit like, no, it reminds me too much of a dishwasher tablet or something like that. <laughs> um, Do you know what yeah, I saw? It's like the squashies, it. the blue and pink squashies is what someone compared it to. And I yeah. Think that was quite accurate. Yeah. Um, what other ones have I liked? I think I quite like them. I think the Mercedes going back to silver, I quite like that. Um, McLaren? McLaren? Oh, no, sorry, not a fan of that McLaren. It's even Again, Charlotte's. Yeah, I know, of, I know a lot of people it, like it. Yeah, I'm not sold on it. That's the problem. No, like when I first saw the reveal, I was a little bit like, oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I've slowly grown on it a little, but yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so... like they based it on the golf livery and it just they just got it a bit wrong. Just do the golf livery, man. Come on. <laughs> oh. Pretty much. That was so nice. That was so nice. It's the only livery I've seen that no one hates. No one hates that livery. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. No. What about the Bulls 2009? Does anyone hate that livery? Uh, I don't know if it's really hateable because it's just like white with that weird, what was it, like a fluorescent yellowy colour? It's like today's Mm. Haas. There's just nothing of it, so you can't hate it. Yeah, I don't think there's any livery I've really, I can think of that I hated. Williams, what do you think about that one? It looks mm. better this year than it has done. I think so as well. I do still miss the Martini livery though. That was nice. I think that was. Oh, that yeah. That's where the Bottas honed his honed his craft then. Mm. Yeah, boy. Yeah, we're getting lapped. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Still got a drive at Williams uh, at Mercedes. Still won ten races. Still yeah, came second hey. in the championship a couple of times. Still uh, got some Dan, holes I can't remember. Dan, listen, in all the years he was at Mercedes, hundred percent win record for the constructors' championship. Not many drivers exactly. can say that, my friend. You must have hated him at Red Bull because he was he was never like winning the championship, but he was always did enough that it stopped you to do anything. But yeah, he was. You, you well, must have hated him. We didn't really hate him so much. He was the only one we could catch. Oh, so, that's uh, back that way, fired. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked. I think we've got to have Dan on more often, mate. All this yeah. biased criticism, I'm loving this is, it. This I'm has backfired massively. Oh, dear. But just like I say, mate, 100% win record of, you know, the constructors while he was at Mercedes. The Q3 thing, the Q3 impresses me more that he never failed to make Q3. Like, 
most people have off days. He yeah. just said, no, not on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. I will be God. He really was. You know, he is the true Mr. Saturday. Mm. You know, this George Russell bloke. <laughs> Dear me. Uh, do you think Perez can push Max this year? Or do you think it will I be hope very so. clear think, one-two from the start? I think uh, last year Perez, you know, took a little time to sort of get into the swing of things. He had the odd spin here and there, which was unfortunate. Um, I would like and certainly hope that he'd be more up there with Max this year. Um, but, you know, I think Max is always going to be that number one. I think he's earned it. I think he's got the talent. You know, all right, it's a bit controversial, some of the moves he pulls, but if you're not going to punish him, why not do them? It's true. That is true. So stewarding, what do you think of that? That's a good good point. The stewarding last year, because it was inconsistent oh, for both drivers, Max and Lewis. I mean, it was it was inconsistent for everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I, was it, I can't remember what race it was where Gasly barely touched um, Alonso in the turn one at the start, and he ended up okay. with like a drive-through or something, didn't he? Yes. Oh yeah. It was, it was I can't remember. What, yeah. Is it Turkey? Uh, yeah. It's just like, what, what was that about? You know. Whereas, you know, you see Max drive into a completely different country at Brazil, <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> that was you mad. Don't that was mad. Yeah, was, Charlotte will go off on one about that. Was Massey <laughs> right to go? Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why you not? <laughs> why not? I mean, um, I always used to say that Massey made me appreciate how much I miss Charlie. Although Charlie wasn't perfect. You know, he had his moments. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't feel, um, well, I do, I do feel a bit sorry for Massey because I couldn't do the job he was doing. And, you know, moving forward, they've now split his role across two different people. So, you know, yeah. was Massey always doing two people's worth of work and this sort of thing was always going to happen? I don't know. I think I'd agree in the sense that Massey, he had a very difficult job. But then again, there, there were moments where he, you're just like, well, what are you thinking? Like, do you remember a couple of years ago, he sent cars out for qualifying when there was still a recovery vehicle on the track or something yeah. in Japan? And you're like... That is how Jewel Bianchi. Yeah, especially in Japan as well. You know? And you're just there, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Very tough and job. It's like my my qualm has always been Baku. As soon as Max or Lance, whoever was, touched the wall, it's like, mm. why have we waited two minutes for a red flag to come out when he's stuck there on the straight? It's just dumb. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There are things. There are things. Obviously, you're not in F1. Will you still be watching every race this year? Uh, not every race, no. I'm a father to three children, so, you know, I think every race will be a bit much. Will you follow it? You'll follow and keep I'll up follow it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll continue to post absolute vibes on my Twitter. <laughs> you know, no source, just vibes. You can't get told <laughs> off by HR anymore. No, I can't, no. No, mm. I can only get told off by my wife now. <laughs> That's true. Probably that scary. Yeah, I was thinking that's it pretty is scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely been times where I've tweeted something and she's gone, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're a 33-year-old husband and father of three kids. You're not 18 anymore. It's like, okay, sorry. Um, again, if people want to follow you, just do you want to shout out any socials you've got yeah, or anything? Yeah, the best and easiest way is obviously Twitter, and it's at Engine Mode 11. Um, you know, send me all your hate mail, send me all your spicy takes. I'm here for it. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyone got anything else? Anyone got anything else? How do Dan and I grow a beard like yours? <laughs> One piece of advice. You have to... Um, Basically, rub engine oil and race fuel. Ah, you see, Dan, this is where we go wrong. That's where we've been going wrong. Mm. Jeez, when we get I, on Amazon, I've been using olive oil rather than engine oil. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so I was the sunflower oil. Ah, well, there we go. 
Yeah. So, Shah, if you want to join us, we'll get you some insurance as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Imagine a leader of Patronus to rub on your face. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. Other roles are available. Can't believe you said Patronus. I mean, you well, just of course. It's the one people know the most, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't tell you any engine oil, I'm afraid. No, I, I couldn't either, to be fair. Shell? Shell? Mobile right. One, or whatever they call themselves. Uh, Mobile One, yeah. Then they used yeah. to sponsor McLaren. Yeah, then they moved with, I think, Honda to Red Bull. Oh, well, what do you know? What do you know? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, That's right. I've Thank very you. Very much enjoyed it. Found out some very interesting things. Did not know Mercedes had tried to acquire your services. That's blowing my mind. Uh, mate, all what those were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but there must have been a reason. You must have been so good at your job that the world champion said, "Yes, we want that mm. man." Oh, yeah. Im imagine they thought we need um, a new Twitter, <laughs> Twitter Social manager. media, yeah. Yeah, so they just thought, oh, we'll get this guy from Red Bull to do it for us. Maybe they were under the illusion that they thought I actually knew something. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you tell us the secrets of Red Bull? Like, no. Just <sighs> finally, before we let you get on with your day, because I know your kids and wife just got home, as you said earlier, if it had been a different team, would you have considered it at all? It Was it just because it's Mercedes and they are arch rivals of Red Bull or was it you're done with F1 need to do something else no I think it was just the case of I was done with F1 um, maybe I know I dunked on them earlier but maybe if Aston came knocking <laughs> I may have gone there you knew that was coming didn't you no it's just you know they're going to be last but I'd like to go there yeah, well, you know. <laughs> So I can, you know, their turnaround, I could attribute to me and yes. my social media skills. Exactly. Um, now, I've always liked Aston Martin when I was I following. Yeah, when I was following like World Endurance, the DBR9 GT1 and all that is one of my favourite cars. So, Well, never say never. You never know. You no, be. who knows? But I think for now, I'm quite happy to take a back seat for a little while. Yeah, you know. Just, I'll come on here now and again, talk rubbish, then disappear. Feel free, feel free. Yeah. Definitely, definitely have to get your uh, reaction to your Aston Martin take and see whether it was pure genius mm. or when they win the championship. Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> so big brain time. <laughs> Cannot see that happening. Dear me, dear me. Uh, Jay, Charlotte, thank you very much as always for coming on. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan, as well. Dan, yeah, Dan. Thank you, Dan Dan Squared. What a name. Great name. Yeah. Dan Squared. Right, okay. Um, Dan, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much indeed. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. We'll see everyone next week when we review pre-season testing. Goodbye. <laughs>